You're listening to On Attachment, a place to learn about how attachment shapes the way we experience relationships and where you'll gain the guidance, knowledge, and practical tools to overcome insecurity and build healthy, thriving relationships. I'm your host, relationship coach, Stephanie Rigg, and I'm really glad you're here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of On Attachment. Today's episode is all about regret and self-blame. So I'm going to be sharing with you five tips for dealing with regret, with shame, with blaming yourself about a situation that might have unfolded. This is really something I get asked about a lot. People going, oh my God, when I think back on the way that I behaved or how that situation unfolded, what I said, what I didn't say, I feel so overwhelmed with regret how do I process those feelings? And I think it's a really important question to be asking because regret, shame, blame, all of these things are very human experiences that you are going to encounter. And as we'll talk about today, I actually think they're really beautiful opportunities for growth if we know how to make the most of them. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Before we dive into that, a couple of quick announcements. I'm currently running a Black Friday sale that's going to be live for another five days or so. I'm offering up to 55% off. So if you've been eyeing any of those, that's definitely, you know, a, a great option for you and something to consider over the next few days while the sale is still available. And I'll put all the links to that in the show notes so you can check it out if you'd like to. The next quick announcement is just to share the review of the week. So this one says, my go-to podcast, this was the missing piece in my work towards healing. There are a lot of podcasts and books out there that touch on this subject, but Stephanie shares insights in such a way that it felt like my eyes were finally open. And when I forget that the other person in the relationship may be relating in the way that feels safe to him, Stephanie's podcast has gentle reminders that anxious isn't the only insecure attachment style. Her talks about calming the nervous system are life-changing please do yourself a favor and subscribe. Thank you so much for that beautiful review. I absolutely love the way you've articulated that and what you've taken from the podcast because you're absolutely right. That is such a fundamental tenet of what I teach is the ability to step outside of our experience, even when it feels all consuming and stressful and, you know, even panic inducing and go, I'm not the only person in this dynamic and they're just trying to keep themselves safe too. So how can I approach them with curiosity and see what connection might come from that reframe? So it sounds like you're doing an amazing job of that. And I'm so pleased to have been able to support you with the podcast in your journey. Uh, If that was your review, please do reach out to me on Instagram. Um, And if you're listening to this and you'd like the opportunity to have your review read out, um, just leave a review. I choose one each week uh, and you can claim a small prize if I read out yours on the show. Okay, so let's now dive into five tips for dealing with regret and self-blame. So the first one that I want to offer you here is, please believe me when I say it's almost never one person's fault. So in relationships, so much is co-created, right? There are just feedback mechanisms. My behavior is in response to your behavior is in response to my behavior. So if and to the extent that you have a tendency to look at how a situation unfolded and take 100% responsibility for the whole situation, please know that you can only control so much there. And so it's only appropriate for you to take responsibility for 
your contribution to a situation rather than the outcome of the situation. So just remind yourself, dysfunction is co-created. If you are in a really unhealthy relationship dynamic and maybe that relationship has now ended and as you look back on it, you go, wow, I didn't behave very well in that situation. That's really great. That's important for you to recognize and own, but don't take that additional step of going, it's all my fault. Okay. The whole thing, everything about the way it unfolded is on my shoulders because that's simply not true. And that's just too much of a weight to carry. And it's actually not helpful uh, because it's not true or not accurate. And it means that you're, you know, overstepping in terms of what you're trying to control and change when really only so much of that was on you. So remind yourself that these things are co-created and it's not your fault. Okay. The second one that I want to offer you is use your regret as feedback rather than to shame yourself. Okay. So as I alluded to at the start, I think that regret is actually a really powerful tool if it's used wisely, right? If we can take some of that shame out of it and just go, oh, okay. I really, when I reflect back on my behavior in that situation, I feel a bit icky about it. I'm not proud of it. I don't like how I showed up. I don't like what I said. I don't like how I behaved. Uh, That wasn't in alignment with my values. Use that regret as information. You know, if you're not feeling good about a situation in the past and, and your part in that situation, that's really, really good feedback and information about yourself. Okay. And rather than taking that and then crafting a story of, oh my God, what is wrong with me? Why do I do this? Why do I keep behaving in that way? I'm such an idiot. Rather than going into that shame spiral and using your regret as fuel to feed those shadowy stories, can we instead go, oh, okay, I don't like that. This is important that I'm feeling this and that I'm attuning to myself in this feeling. What would I need to change going forward so that I don't have these feelings of regret. What exactly about that situation or my behavior do I wish I'd done differently, right? Uh, And use that to inform what you do in the future, okay? In this way, regret's actually extremely useful. Uh, It just takes a level of emotional maturity to be able to step outside the density of that emotion and actually use it for good. Okay. The next tip that I want to offer you, and it's sort of in the same vein is get curious about what drove your behavior. So what about the situation preceding you behaving in a certain way was triggering for you? What was uncomfortable? What were you trying to avoid? What were you trying to achieve? What need were you meeting with your own behavior? What were you trying to solve until we have a level of awareness around the drivers of our behavior, particularly again, when it's behavior that we're not really proud of, it's going to be hard for us to resolve the underlying conflict within ourselves, right? And this is, you know, when we talk about things like self-sabotage, obviously no one wakes up in the morning and sets out to self-sabotage, right? No one goes like, how can I torpedo my relationship today? I mean, really, when we talk about self-sabotage, what we're talking about is a subconscious part of us that's pretty powerful, grabbing the wheel and doing something to create safety for us, 
or at least that's what we think is going to happen, right? Now, that might sound a bit counterintuitive when we look at some of the behaviors that flow from that, but almost always we can trace it back to some attempt at self-protection or the creation of greater comfort and safety. So if that looks like in practice, you know, calling someone a million times because they're not answering. Now, of course, when you're of sound mind, you can go, oh, okay, that probably wasn't the best thing to do. But when you're in a moment of panic and you don't know where your partner is and you're freaking out and you're starting to tell yourself all these stories that, you know, they're cheating on you or they've been in an accident or whatever, that part of you that's afraid becomes so overwhelming. And that's the part of you that starts making decisions. So, having the awareness rather than just saying, oh, okay, I won't do that again. That might not be enough if there are subconscious fears, needs, triggers that are sort of hitting the override button on your rational mind and driving certain problem behaviors. And this is particularly true if there is a pattern of behavior for you and you know that certain things keep coming up uh, when you are triggered or activated in your relationship. So drilling down a little and going, okay, what was that actually about for me? What needs do I need to address proactively? What boundaries do I need to put in place to avoid getting into the situation where I feel so triggered and so stressed that I start behaving in ways that are not in alignment with my values and what I want to be working towards in my relationships. So having a think about that. What would that need to look like to avoid being in the situation where you are sort of pushed to the precipice of self-control and start taking steps to, you know, build the infrastructure for yourself so that you're not in that situation again. Okay. So the next one that I want to offer you is focus your energy and attention on changing the future rather than the past. So a lot of the time when I speak to people about this, there's this sense of, oh no, I've had this realization and I'm so ashamed and embarrassed. How do I fix it? So how do I, you know, go and tell this person that I was wrong and is it worth writing them a letter or should I call them or should I ask for another chance? Of course, I can't speak for every single situation. And there may be some situations in which reaching out, having a conversation, uh, making amends, taking ownership is the right thing to do. A lot of the time, that's just our anxiety saying, oh my God, I need to reestablish control of this situation because I cannot bear this feeling of shame inside me. So how do I go and restore my image, restore how this person sees me because I absolutely cannot tolerate how out of control I feel about this situation. So I want to go and patch it all up because I just, my tolerance for you know, discomfort and rupture and a lack of resolution is so low. This can't bear for there to be any discord. So I think it's important to be honest with ourselves. Is that really the best path forward to go back and try and fix everything? And how much is that just about you soothing those parts of you that can't bear the shame of how you behaved? And so I think that in most cases, your energy is better spent as we've talked about going, okay, didn't like that. How can I do better next time? You know, there are so many things that I've done that I'm not proud of and that I feel regret and shame about. But I also recognize that there is very little use in me trying to backpedal that 
and, you know, resolve it in the context of that past behavior. It's really just something that I have to sit with and hold and own. And as we've talked about, not use to shame myself and tell myself that I'm bad uh, or that there's something wrong with me. Just go, okay, how can I focus on being better going forward? So I really encourage you to take that same approach. Okay. The last thing that I want to offer you here is forgive yourself, be kind to yourself, allow yourself to be human. As I said, I've got a long list of things that I regret. It's just part of life. Okay. And the more we hide in shame and the more we fuel those stories of low self-worth and self-criticism and self-judgment, and we make it mean something about us on a fundamental level, that's a really quick downward spiral. By contrast, when you combine self-compassion with accountability, you are really onto a fast track for personal growth. So if you can look at it, own the fact that you didn't like it, get curious about the behavior, be compassionate towards yourself, allow yourself to be human, and very importantly, create the accountability with yourself that you're not going to do that going forward. That's just like the, that's the recipe, right? For seriously up-leveling, not only your relationship with yourself, but your relationship with others. So, so I think that that combination of compassion and accountability and boundaries is just pure gold. And I really invite you to find what that looks like for yourself um, in the context, particularly of things that you regret about the past. So I hope that that's been really helpful. Just to quickly recap, the first one was it's almost never one person's fault. Dysfunction's co-created. So please don't take on more than what is yours. Use your regret as feedback rather than to shame yourself. Get curious about the underlying drivers of the problem behavior so that you can proactively address them rather than letting yourself get to the brink and then act in a way that's out of alignment with who you want to be. Focus on changing the future, not the past, and allow yourself to be human. Combine that compassion with accountability and you're on to a winner. I really hope that that has been helpful as always. Super appreciative if you can leave a five-star rating or a quick review. Um, It really does help so much in getting the word out. But otherwise, thank you so much for joining me and I will see you again next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining me for this episode of On Attachment. If you want to go deeper on all things attachment, love and relationships, you can find me on Instagram at stephanie underscore underscore rig or at stephanierig.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review and a five-star rating. It really does help so much. Thanks again for being here and I hope to see you again soon.